Selections from the Geographical Encyclopedia of New South Wales, 1892, by William Hansen. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Son of the Exiles Railways, Tramways and Telegraph Lines The question of railway construction in New South Wales first began seriously to occupy the attention of the colonists towards the end of 1845. The survey of the line from Sydney to Parramatta was completed in December 1849. The first turf of the first railway in the Australian colonies was turned by the honorary Mrs. Keith Stewart on the 3rd of July, 1850, and on the 26th of September, 1855, the first section of the line, Sydney to Parramatta, 14 miles in length, was opened for traffic. On the 30th of June, 1891, 2,182 miles were opened for traffic, the total amount spent in construction and equipment being 31,768,617 pounds. During the year ending the 30th of June 1891, the gross earnings were £2,974,421, the working expenses £1,831,371, and the net earnings £1,143,050. Seven hundred and sixty passengers were carried during that period, and the goods tonnage amounted to three million six hundred eighty six thousand nine hundred ninety eight, and the livestock tonnage to one hundred and fifteen thousand eight hundred and fifty one, while the train mileage reached eight million four hundred ten thousand four hundred twenty one miles. The railways at present are divided into three divisions, viz. the southern, the western and the northern, Sydney being the starting point of each. 1. Southern Line and Branches The southern main line from Sydney to Albury is 386 miles in length and forms a portion of the intercolonial system uniting the capitals of Queensland, New South Wales Victoria and South Australia in one unbroken line of railway communication. The distance from Brisbane to Adelaide is 1,781 miles. The first divergence from the main line is at Strathfield, seven miles from the Sydney station to Hamilton station, a running distance of a 100 miles where it joins the Great Northern Line to Brisbane in the colony of Queensland. Campbelltown, 34 miles from Sydney, forms the junction for the steam tramway connecting with Camden, the distance between the two places being about 7.5 miles. Passing Goulburn, distant 134 miles from Sydney, the line branches off in a southerly direction at Joppa Junction and passes through Bungandore and Queenbeyan to Cooma, the terminus, 264 miles from Sydney. At Yass Station, 
187 miles from Sydney, a steam tramway branches off to the township of Yass, distant 2 miles. Harden, 228 miles from Sydney, forms the junction station for the branch line to Blaney, on the western line, thus uniting the two systems. The length of this connecting line is 113 miles. At Cootamundra, 253 miles from Sydney, the line branches off to Gundagai, with a running distance of 34 miles, 287 miles from Sydney. At Junee Junction, 287 miles from Sydney, the southwestern line branches off via Narandra to Hay, a running distance of 167 miles from Junee Junction, and 454 miles from Sydney. Narandra, 347 miles from Sydney, forms the junction station for the branch line to Gerildery, 64 miles distant. A branch line, 47.5 miles in length, from Cole Cairn, 356 miles from Sydney, is in course of construction to Corowa, and will be opened for traffic at an early date. A private line, 45 miles in length, connects Daniloquin with Moama on the Victorian border, and facilitates the traffic to Melbourne by means of the Echuca-Melbourne Railway. 2. The Illawarra or South Coast Line Shortly after passing Everly, one mile from Sydney, this line branches off to the south and runs almost parallel with the coast, passing through the National Park, Bulai, Wollongong, to its present terminus, Kayama, 70 miles from Sydney. An extension of this line to Nowra, 22.5 miles in length, is nearing completion. At Rockdale, 6 miles from Sydney, a private tram, 1.5 miles long, branches off to Lady Robinson's Beach, Botany Bay, and from Coggera, 7 miles from Sydney, a steam tramway runs in connection with railway to George's River. From Loftus Junction, 16 miles from Sydney, a branch railway nearly two miles in length runs across Loftus Heights to National Park. 3. Western Line and Branches The Western Line extends from Sydney to Burke, the distance being 503 miles. It branches off the main southern line at Granville, 13 miles from Sydney, and crosses the Blue Mountains during its course. Blacktown, 22 miles from Sydney, is the junction station for the Windsor and Richmond line, 16 miles in length. At Wallerawang, 105 miles from Sydney, a branch line turns off in a northerly direction to Mudgee, 85 miles distant and 190 miles from Sydney. Blaney, 172 miles from Sydney, is the junction for the branch line, connecting the southern and western railway systems thus avoiding the transit through Sydney of passengers and goods between distant western stations and Melbourne and stations on the southern line. This is the Blaney-Murrumburra line. At Orange, 192 miles from Sydney, a line branches off to Molong, distant 24 miles. An extension from Molong to Parks, 73 miles, is now in course of construction. From Ningen, 377 miles from Sydney, a branch line to Cobar is completed. 
This line is 81.5 miles in length and 458.5 miles from Sydney. 4. The Great Northern Line and Branches The Northern Line extends from Sydney to Wollongarra a distance of 490 miles, where it unites with the Queensland Railway to Brisbane. Originally Newcastle formed the southern terminus, but since the completion of the line between Strathfield, nine miles from Sydney, and Hamilton Junction, the starting point has been transferred to Sydney. This portion of the line, which in its course crosses the Hawkesbury River, is also known as the North Coast Line. At Pierce's Corner, about 22 miles from Sydney, a line 10 miles in length branches off to North Sydney. This line is now being extended to the deep waters of Port Jackson, Milson's Point, a distance of two and three quarter miles. At Fassifern, 87 miles from Sydney, a private tram two miles in length branches off to Toronto on Lake Macquarie. Waratah, four miles from Newcastle and 102 miles from Sydney, is the junction of a short line four miles in length to Wall's End. The branch line to Morpeth, three miles in length, turns off at East Maitland, 116 miles from Sydney. At Werris Creek, 254 miles from Sydney, the northwestern line branches off to Narrabri, distant 350 miles from Sydney. The line is 96 miles in length and passes through Gunnedah and Bogabri. The distance by rail from Sydney to Brisbane is 722 miles. The distance by rail from Sydney to Melbourne is 576.5 miles. The distance by rail from Sydney to Adelaide is 1,059 miles. Government railways open for traffic 30th of June 1891, 2,182 miles. Private, this does not include lines used only for the conveyance of coal and other minerals, Daniloquin to Moama, 45 miles, Silverton to Broken Hill, 35 and three quarter miles. Lines under construction, Colcan to Corowa, 47 miles, 39 chains, Lismore to the Tweed, 39 miles, 24 chains, St. Leonard's to Milson's Point, 2 miles, 65 chains. Kiama to Nowra, 22 miles, 33 chains. Molong to Parks, 72 miles, 66 chains. 5. Government Tramways On the 30th of June, 1891, there were 42.5 miles open for traffic, viz. city and suburban, 33.5 miles. North Shore Cable Line, one and a half miles, Newcastle to Plattsburgh, seven and a half miles. The cost of lines open for traffic was one million four thousand two hundred twelve pounds. The total earnings were two hundred ninety two thousand eight hundred fifty pounds, and the net earnings fifty three thousand one hundred seventy one pounds. The following extensions have been opened since the above date. Castle Ray Street to Randwick Road, 1 mile 6 chains, Ashfield to Enfield, 
one mile seventy four chains newtown bridge to st peter's fifty six chains forest lodge to balmain one mile fifty eight chains telegraph lines there are eleven thousand six hundred ninety seven miles of line open covering twenty four thousand seven hundred eighty miles of wire communicating with all parts of the globe open to the telegraph wire this concludes the railways tramways and telegraph lines ports harbours lighthouses and rivers of the seaboard commencing on the extreme north and travelling south tweed river twenty eight degrees thirteen minutes south latitude a hundred and fifty three degrees thirty two minutes east longitude and three hundred and seventy two miles north of port jackson in the county of rouse the north bank of the tweed is on the dividing line between queensland and new south wales at point danger cool and gatter is the village at its mouth where there are two hotels one of which is claimed by queensland and the other by this colony owing to the uncertainty of the bar navigation the development of the rich agricultural lands of the district has been tardy the colonial sugar company have works up the river and the chief town of the district Mwilumbar, is fast rising into importance the contemplated improvement of the river and the approved railway project will in the near future render the tweed a place of more than ordinary importance steamers drawing six feet of water can trade to this river and a tug is stationed at the bar on fingal head near the tweed there is a fixed dioptric white light visible eight miles brunswick river this small river is situated a few miles north of cape byron the entrance is not good and small craft only can enter it is not likely that money will be expended upon improving the entrance in view of a coast railway to the tweed cape byron byron bay twenty eight degrees thirty eight minutes south latitude a hundred and fifty three degrees thirty eight minutes east longitude three hundred and forty five miles north of port jackson hitherto the bay has afforded shelter for small vessels only from south and southeast gales there being about four to five fathoms of water but there is a heavy swell with southerly winds and vessels are often driven on the beach but the suggested breakwater would render the port safe and enhance the value of the fine jetty recently erected the railway from lismore to the tweed will touch byron bay and the port will be alike valuable for commerce and as a harbour of refuge should the breakwater be constructed richmond river the embouchure of this river is at the port of ballina distant three hundred and twenty five miles north of sydney in latitude twenty eight degrees fifty five minutes south longitude a hundred and fifty three degrees thirty minutes east and available for steamers of about eight feet draught extensive improvements are being initiated for rendering the entrance reliable breakwaters and training walls are to be constructed and it is anticipated that in a few years ballina as a port 
will be worthy of the magnificent district watered by the Richmond. Between Ballina and Lismore, the road passes through splendid tableland of exceptional fertility known as the Big Scrub. Here, as well as on the lowlands, the sugar cane is extensively grown. This with wool, tallow, maize and timber gives an importance to the Richmond River not surpassed by any district in the colony. The river has three branches and is navigable on the main arm as far as Casino, 62 miles, and on Wilson's Creek to Lismore, 60 miles from the sea. A powerful steam tug is stationed at Ballina, and from the north head two fixed white lights, fourth order dioptric, are visible at a distance of 10 miles. Clarence River The Clarence heads are in latitude 29 degrees 30 minutes south, longitude 153 degrees 19 minutes east, and distant from Sydney 294 miles. The steamers entering the port are from 300 to 700 tons burthen and of draft 11 feet downwards. Nothing has been done towards improving the entrance during the past few years, but extensive works will shortly be undertaken commensurate with the importance of the Clarence, which drains an area larger than the watershed of any river of the eastern seaboard. From its rise in the main dividing range, this river pursues a course of 240 miles and empties itself into the ocean at Shoal Bay, where the anchorage is safe and commodious. The lower Clarence is a fine stream and is navigable for 70 miles as far as Coatmanhurst. Ocean-going steamers of large tonnage reach Grafton, a distance of 42 miles from the ocean. A fourth-order dioptric fixed white light can be seen 10 miles from the south head of the Clarence. Solitary Islands 30 degrees 12 minutes south latitude, 153 degrees 20 minutes east longitude. Upon the south solitary, there is a first-order dioptric white light visible 18 miles. Bellinger River 30 degrees, 32 minutes south latitude, 152 degrees, 5 minutes east longitude. The entrance to this river is 228 miles north of Sydney and 9 miles north of Nambucca. The Bellinger is a stream navigable only for small craft. Steamers of 7 feet draft ply fairly regular from Sydney. Raleigh, Fernmount and Boat Harbour are towns on the banks of the river. Most of the best land fringing the river banks is under cultivation. River deepening operations are being carried on, but at present the ocean steamers load at the heads where a steam tug can always be relied upon. Nambucca River, 30 degrees, 45 minutes south latitude, 153 degrees, 1 minute east longitude, is distant 219 miles north of Port Jackson. Steamers and sailing vessels drawing seven feet trade to Sydney. The exports are chiefly maize and timber. The area available for agricultural settlement on Worrell Creek and Taylor's Arm, tributaries of the Nambucca, is very considerable. Active steps are being taken to improve the river navigation in order to develop the resources of this district. The Nambucca is navigable to Bowra, 30 miles from its entrance, 
and some distance further. Ocean steamers load at the heads where a steam tug is always available. Maclay River 30 degrees 52 minutes south latitude, 153 degrees, no minutes east longitude. 212 miles north of Sydney. The Maclay has long had the reputation of being the chief maize-producing district of this colony. The river, which is navigable for 36 miles to Greenfields, a few miles above Kempsey, falls into the sea at Yarrahappin, about five miles north of Smoky Cape. The bar and river will admit of steamers of seven feet draught, and except in unfavourable seasons, the trade with the metropolis finds employment for two steamers and many sailing vessels. The exports from the river are maize, timber and livestock. River steamers ply daily from Kempsey towards the heads. The Maclay takes its rise near Ben Loman and is fed by the Gyra and Apsley rivers and pursues a course of 200 miles from its source to its embouchure. Trial Bay 30 degrees 53 minutes south latitude, 153 degrees 3 minutes east longitude, 207 miles north of Sydney. It is situated northwest of Smoky Cape and affords good shelter for vessels seeking it with wind from west to southeast, but it is not safe for shipping with an easterly gale. The long stretch of coastline from Port Stephens to Cape Morton, 420 miles, with no shelter from easterly or northeast gales, rendered it imperative that a harbour of refuge should be formed, and Trial Bay being already partially won, it was decided to construct, with prison labour, a port that could be availed by all kinds of vessels. Rapid progress is being made with the necessary breakwaters, and in a few years this harbour of refuge will be available. The finest light along the coast is here located at an elevation of 450 feet. It is visible at a distance of 27 miles and is triple flashing white. There is also a red subsidiary light on Fish Rock, south of Smoky Cape. Hastings River Tacking Point 31 degrees 29 minutes south latitude 152 degrees 49 minutes east longitude 172 miles north of Sydney. It is a small river fed by the Wilson and Maria and empties itself into the sea at Port Macquarie. Port Macquarie 31 degrees 29 minutes south latitude 152 degrees 47 minutes east longitude is the embouchure of the Hastings River and its tributaries the Wilson and the Maria Rivers. Fifty years ago it was a place of importance as a penal settlement, but it is now a watering place for the adjacent inland towns and has a high sanitary reputation. Steamers of seven feet draught ply to Sydney and considerable quantities of maize, timber, livestock and wine are exported. Settlement has been tidy considering the time that has elapsed since the district was opened up. A subsidised tug is stationed at Port Macquarie and a fourth-order dioptric fixed white light is visible 12 miles from Tacking Point south of the entrance. Crowdy Head 31 degrees 33 minutes south latitude, 152 degrees 45 minutes east longitude. Here there is a fourth-order dioptric fixed white light 
showing red over Mermaid Reef. Camden Haven, 31 degrees 43 minutes south latitude, 150 degrees 46 minutes east longitude. This small port is about 15 miles south of Port Macquarie. Light draft sailing vessels ply to Sydney and Newcastle, chiefly laden with timber from Watson Taylor and Queen's Lakes, which connect with the sea at Camden Haven, near Camden Head. Loriton is the chief town of the district. A steam tug is stationed at this port. Manning River, 31 degrees 57 minutes south latitude, 152 degrees 14 minutes east longitude, distant 141 miles north of Port Jackson. The Manning River, flowing through a rich agricultural district, has two ports of discharge at the sea, viz. Farquhar's Inlet and Harrington. The former has not been used by steamers for many years, Harrington Inlet being the safest port. Steamers and sailing vessels of seven feet draft trade to Sydney. The river is navigable to Wingham, about 30 miles. The chief towns are Taree, Wingham and Cundletown. The exports are maize, timber and livestock. A subsidised steam tug is always to be found at Harrington, just inside the heads. The Manning rises in the main dividing range and its tributaries are the Barrington, Barnard, Dawson and Lansdowne rivers with other small streams. Cape Hawk, Forster, 32 degrees 17 minutes south latitude, 152 degrees 32 minutes east longitude, is the port of the Wollumba River leading to a chain of lakes. There are many sawmills in the district and the navigation of the river is being gradually improved by dredging. Forster is the principal town, but the district is rather sparsely populated. A steam tug is in attendance at the bar, which is only available for vessels of light draft. Seal Rocks, Sugarloaf, 32 degrees 28 minutes south latitude, 152 degrees 32 minutes east longitude, 100 miles north of Sydney. Upon Sugarloaf Point, Seal Rocks, there is a first-order dioptric revolving white light visible 22 miles with subsidiary green light over the seal rocks. Port Stephens, 32 degrees 44 minutes south latitude, 152 degrees 12 minutes east longitude, distant 81 miles north of Sydney. Although a very good port formed by nature and often availed of as a harbour of refuge, it has but little importance from a commercial standpoint, comparatively little settlement having gone forward during the last 60 years. The chief trade of the district is in timber from the Myall Lakes and River which flow into Nelson's Bay. The Australian Agricultural Company has large possessions here. Upon Port Stephens Point there is a catoptric revolving red and white light visible 17 miles, and in Nelson Bay, a fixed white catoptric white light. Port Hunter, Nobbies, 32 degrees 52 minutes south latitude, 151 degrees 46 minutes east longitude, distant 62 miles north of Port Jackson, is the chief coal shipping port of Australasia, 
and furnishes a remarkable example of what can be effected by judicious engineering skill. Less than twenty years ago, it was a port shunned by foreign-going ships as dangerous to enter, and without accommodation when entered. It is now second only to Port Jackson in all its nautical requirements. Vessels laden with four thousand tons of coal at a draft of twenty-eight feet can safely cross the bar, and the facilities for coal shipment are such that three million tons of coal can be shipped annually. Direct shipments of wool are now made to England, and merchandise is directly shipped in return. Steamers of over 1,000 tons burthen ply from Sydney to Morpeth, the head of navigation, 30 miles from Newcastle, conveying to the metropolis agricultural produce from districts which have been fittingly called the Garden of the Colony. The towns of East and West Maitland, situated on the Hunter River, are amongst the most thriving in the colony, and are now connected with Sydney by rail. The port of Newcastle has a length of wharfage frontage exceeding two miles. Upon Nobby's, the south head of the port, there is a catoptric fixed white light, visible eighteen miles. Red and green lights are placed on the breakwater. The Hunter River has its embouchure at Port Hunter, on the shores of which is situated the city of Newcastle. This river pursues a course of over 200 miles from its rise in the Liverpool Range and receives numerous tributaries before it reaches the ocean, the chief of which are the Wollombi, the Patterson and the Williams, in addition to the Goulburn. The Hunter is navigable for sea-going steamers to Morpeth, a distance of 30 miles, whilst the Patterson and the Williams are navigable for a distance of 18 and 20 miles each, respectively and it drains an area of over 11,000 square miles, including the most important coalfield of Australia, whose emporium is Newcastle, the second city in the colony. Lake Macquarie, 33 degrees 5 minutes south latitude, 151 degrees 35 minutes east longitude. This picturesque lake is situated about 12 miles south of Newcastle, and is the watering place for that city and adjacent towns. The entrance from the sea to the lake is being rapidly improved by breakwaters and dredging, and it is expected that as a coal shipping port it will soon be a rival of Newcastle, there being sufficient deep water in the lake to accommodate the combined navies of the world, and inexhaustible coal fields are worked within a short distance of the shores of the lake. Broken Bay Baron Joey, 33 degrees 33 minutes south latitude, 151 degrees 15 minutes east longitude, 30 miles north of Port Jackson. Into the middle of Broken Bay, the river Hawkesbury discharges its mountain-gathered waters, while on its northern shores the quiet arm known as Brisbane Water has its embouchure. The village of Gosford, one of the oldest in the colony, is situated on Brisbane water, but it has never risen to importance. At the southern part of the bay is pit water. Broken Bay and the adjacent districts are interesting to the tourist and pleasure seekers rather than to the commercial man at present, but the recent discovery of coal in the district may change its now quite aspect. The broad water, near Gosford, is the centre of an extensive shipbuilding district. 
Upon Baron Joey in Broken Bay, there is a second-order dioptric fixed red light, visible 15 miles. The Hawkesbury River takes its rise not many miles from Goulburn and receives the waters of Cox's River, which originates in the Blue Mountains and is known as the Warragamba. Before entering the ocean at Broken Bay, the Hawkesbury receives the tributaries of the Cataract and the Cordeaux, from which Sydney now obtains its water supply, the Nepean, the Gross, the Colo and the Macdonald Rivers. It pursues a tortuous course of over 300 miles, and its drainage area covers 8,000 square miles. Navigation extends as far as Windsor, 70 miles from the sea at Broken Bay. The Hawkesbury is crossed by a magnificent railway bridge on the Sydney to Newcastle line. Port Jackson, 33 degrees, 52 minutes south latitude, 151 degrees, 16 minutes east longitude. The entrance to Port Jackson is grand and imposing in the extreme, its perpendicular cliffs rising to several hundred feet high. Its natural shipping facilities and the most perfect security from all weathers gives it a foremost place amongst all the harbours of the world. It embraces 15 square miles of water surface and 165 miles of shoreline in the harbour proper of the port. The heaviest draft ships built can enter Sydney Harbour with safety by keeping the eastern channel, which has been deepened to 27 feet at low water. The western channel, divided from the eastern by the Sow and Pigs Reef, carries 20 feet at low water, and for moderate-sized vessels is most frequently used. After Bradley's Head is passed, the harbour draft of water is practically unlimited, the largest ships being discharged while moored close to the abrupt rocky frontages from Dawes Point to Darling Harbour. There are two lighthouses on the south head, the Hornby, a fixed white catopteric light, 50 feet high and visible 15 miles, and the Macquarie South Head Sydney Lighthouse, of the first order dioptric white electric and revolving 356 feet high and visible 21 miles. End of Extracts from the Geographical Encyclopedia of New South Wales by William Hansen Recording by Son of the Exiles